Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy Podcast hosted by two Northern Nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And today we have another top five for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, I've wrote top five movies, disappointing. Yes. So <laughs> it was a difficult one because we didn't want to make it too negative, but we've no. talked a lot about what we love. So I thought it would be a good one to spin on our heads and think films that we wanted to love and kind of didn't, if it's either by we didn't get the meaning of them or it just flat out didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought, like I say, it wasn't even my idea, to be honest. It was my wife, uh, Nick's idea. Thank you, Nick. So yeah, so. I wanted to do top five films you hate, but hate's such a negative term, and like I didn't really want to bring that to the podcast. But and it's hard oh. to talk about things you hate as well, though, because I don't think there's any films I would say I, I do. I hate because I, I would do. normally I would normally turn it off and not finish. That was that's the thing if I'm not enjoying yeah. it. That's that's me. If I don't like it, it gets turned off. Um, prime example: Sherlock with Robert Downey Jr. I got mm-hmm. ten minutes into it and I went, "Nah, kind of do it. Turn it off." <laughs> There is one film in this that I, that I will always, it's not on my list, but I will mm-hmm. always and forever despise this film. Mm-hmm. And it was The Cube. The I cube. effing hate The Cube. It's... I remember watching it buzzing because it was like, it looked like proper gory horror. Horror? Horror. horror. And like, <laughs> I was quite young at the time and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And I was like, oh, what am I watching? <laughs> oh, I hate that film so much. And they're, they're doing a new one. They're bringing they're doing a new one this year. Right. Uh, oh, well, if, if, well, if you hate it, it can only get better. That's, that's the only thing. There's five of them, you know. There's five right. cute films. Oh, well. How there was even one, I don't know. Don't. Either concept, the idea of it is just so bad. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry if anyone likes it. I just really don't. So we're going to kick this off with you, my dear. Certainly. Um, so I'm going to go with my controversial one, because we have done it. I've thought of films that I've really wanted to enjoy, or that I thought, or someone's told us that it's amazing, and I've, when I've sat down and watched it, I've just not got. So this one's a bit controversial because by all means everyone who sees this film tells me how good this film is and I, I just don't see it I don't get it um I've watched it a few times uh, just to try and get it. it's got an amazing cast I'll give it its due it was out in 1994 mm. the Rotten Tomato scores for this was 92 percent so quite, quite not a bad score it starred Samuel Jackson, John Travolta, oh my Uma gosh. Foreman, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Ring Reams, and was directed by Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction. I cannot get away with this film. Uh, I know it's got some notable quotes and memorable lines. Like, I, I do love the whole Samuel Jackson when he's um, quoting Ezekiel and when, the, when him and uh, John Travolta's talking about burgers, but the whole just fitting things in and not doing it in the right order just to me just seemed wow, like a mess you so yeah really put that out there yeah so i went there for the oh. first one to be a bit controversial like say like the look of the film and like like the marketing and the poster had me all over like i should have loved this film and i never could get aware of it yeah wow i'm shocked i'm the, i am really shocked and i'm going to be really honest up until a couple of years ago Mm-hmm. I finally watched the thing all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've I've owned this film in many different forms. 
I have watched it a million times, but I never got past when Uma Thurman gets brought back to life. Yeah. I would always either turn it off, fall asleep, fall mm-hmm. asleep, fall asleep. I would never, <laughs> up until recently, I have not watched it all the way through. Wow. Yeah. You went there. Oh, you really went there. <laughs> Because this was the film that brought John Travolta back to the movie goers. Because um, this, it was, like, his comeback. Com- it was his big comeback film, and uh, we did get a lot of good films from this film. Um, I just thought it was a bit of a mishmash. Like I tried to, because I know they talk about like say all oh, Marcel and like all the, the different things and the briefcase, but I never really got what the film was about. I don't... No, it's a Tarantino film. There's no rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. He likes lengthy dialogue. Yeah. He likes um, he likes mixing things up and mashing stuff together. Yeah. And making making something that can go on screen. It's it's Tarantino all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I could. If someone asked me what what Pulp Fiction was about, yeah, generally couldn't tell you. Yeah. Couldn't give you a synopsis. <laughs> but. Uh, I, yeah, it's not to say I'm anything against Tarantino. I love Reservoir Dogs. I'm not the biggest fan of Kill Bill as well, to be honest. I like, I think that's a, um, like The Hateful Eight is one of my favourite films. Like, uh, even really? though it's, even though it's really long. Well, I love westerns, so it, it, oh it's my got, god, I, got a bit of a one, western. It, oh, it's the one I could not get away with. I <laughs> love the Kill Bill films. Kill Bill Two is up there for mm. one of my top like I love that film so much mm-hmm. I watched the first one just to watch the second one mm-hmm. I love um, Death Proof mm-hmm. I think that is a genius Tarantino film with the two mm-hmm. two girls and um, grind- girl groups yeah and the Grindhouse type oh, thing as well yeah. and Planet Terror yeah in that. I know that's Robert Rodriguez but the, mm-hmm. the idea that they are in the same universe I love that mm-hmm. Um, I love once upon a time in Hollywood, and I know it's not every like it got a bit of a mixed write up, but I like the idea that he he kind of he give a, another twist on on Amer- on Amer- like a very famous American um, crime story that that, mm-hmm. that I would and at the end I was bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. If if you've not seen it, I'm going to say a spoiler, but she survived, and it's when she comes to the the gate after all the the massacre, and she just and she starts talking, and I'm like. Why couldn't that night have really happened like that? <laughs> <laughs> it was so upsetting, but yeah. such a beautiful film. I really like that, but hit late, could not get away with. Mm-hmm. But like, see, it's one of them things, when it comes to Pulp Fiction, everyone keeps telling us it's a masterpiece, it's brilliant, it's Tarantino's best work. And as I said, other than a few scenes in it, like, yeah, it's got some good snappy dialogue, which which Tarantino film hasn't got. Like, yeah. say, it's got quotable lines. Um, I do enjoy the dance scene with John Travolta and Uma Thurman. I think oh, that's beautifully it done, yeah. and it's it's callback to like his dancing days, like from Saturday Night Fever and uh, and like even Grease, uh, which we talked about uh, quite recently. But yeah, I, I just I just don't get it. It might just have passed me by. It might not be my taste, but yeah. Pulp Fiction. That was probably the, my controversial pick for the, for the choices today. Wow, that was a that was a bold move for the for your first choice. Mm-hmm. You really really <laughs> set the bar there, didn't you? <laughs> oh, some oh. of them go some of them go to awful places. So don't worry, that's just even on a high place there. Well, my list is, I found this week really difficult because like Paul, there's not a lot of films like I hate. If I don't like it, I'm just going to simply turn it off. 
but most recently there have been some bummers for us. Some that I've been, I was really looking forward to. And I'm going to go with my first pick was one I was really looking forward to. It's from Blumhouse Productions. So like I'm all over this. Like it's, it was a psychological horror. I'm in it. Um, it scored 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. That didn't even like, it, I always look at the scores on Rotten Tomatoes and that didn't even bother us. It came out in 2019 and not even the main star Octavia, Octavia Spencer could save this film. It's Ma. Right. Ah. I was so looking forward to this film. The trailer mm -hmm. made it look so creepy. Yeah. I, I remember the trailer come out because um, it was a Halloween release, was it? Or around about Halloween. Roundabout, yeah. Yeah. Because the premise, in, from what I remember, like, cause I'll, I'll be honest, I'd never watched the film. I saw the trailer. Uh, but where this creepy woman starts hanging about with some kids and then... Mm -hmm. Yeah. blackmailing them or tricking them into doing stuff that i don't know uh, it's it yeah it, it's it, exactly that she she's a, a loner she befriends a bunch of teenagers and because they think she's cool because obviously she's an adult and she can get adult like alcohol and stuff she becomes mm -hmm. the cool kid and it's you know in the the trailer for it made it seem like it was going to be really fucked up mm -hmm. like really messed up and it was so flat Right. Like, so flat. And there was just... Everybody made the worst decisions. Like, the, the <laughs> thought process behind it all was terrible. Um, yeah. it, like, Juliette Lewis is in it. Right. Not even she could bring us round. Like, mm. and I love Juliette Lewis. But not even her. She could... It was just... It was so... I just remember feeling at the end. Huh. Yeah. Do you not feel like that was a lot of the Bloomhouse films that's been released as of late? It, it felt a lot of them has been because I know they had this quite a bit of success in the early days, but now it, it seems to be like churning out like rushed. This is, rushed, this, rushed is this is the problem. Yeah, well, this is the problem with the horror industry, isn't it? Mm. That you they get a, they get a good traction going because mm. they're taking it slowly. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, right, well, we've got to do this and this and then get it all out and out and out and out. But it just, and it doesn't work. And I really had high hope, like Octavia Spencer is phenomenal. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But even she was just, like, there was no, there was nothing, like, I was expecting Kathy Bates style, like, yeah. psychotic. Mm. And it didn't even reach that level. I hate when that, you get that with the horror film when it just goes bland or boring and just goes to the generic... Um, formula and yeah. as you said people making bad decisions that you wouldn't make we thought we got past this with the Scream franchise when they pointed this out to a lot of people yeah. but it seems to be going back on itself a, a lot of uh, with horror films these days which again is a disappointing I know it's a similar not not a similar film but talking about horror films like recently mm -hmm. we've we've not had a great horror film for a long time I would say since well, probably the new Halloween that came oh, out. That, 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 that was that was exactly what I was just about to say. Yeah, the new Halloween really did set a new bar mm -hmm. for I would say not just not just horror but the slasher genre. Yeah, because the that 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 felt new, even mm -hmm. though it's old. Yeah. It's an old idea. It's an old character. It still felt fresh, and I put that down to um, the writing side of it. Mm -hmm. And take the source very seriously as well, though, yep. that's the thing. Mm -hmm. A lot more thought went into it. Um, I totally agree. I think, see, horror is one of those, uh, is one of them genres where it, 
it has its like its peaks and then its lows. And when it has its lows, it really has its lows. Because yeah. then you get the likes of Jason in fucking space. Yeah. Like, Careful, uh, there's a, people, a lot of people that love Jason. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but Ma, but I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying because the only thing that's worrying me a little bit now, because I know Netflix has just done that great trilogy that's come out of nowhere. The face have Street. not have not seen the last one, right. but holy mother of God, that has been so good. Yeah, so so good. It feels like an absolute like I know it's set. Well, the first one's set in our time, but it still mm. felt like a nostalgia fest. Yes. Like, it, it, it felt like on, I did when I watched Scream. Yeah, it touched on all the different elements and when it go, like, goes through the, the parts. But the only thing that worries me is that is going to be a mega hit. It, like I say, it has probably stunned. Again, is that going to mean we're going to get churned out the same stuff? Because I know straight away... Uh, Amazon Prime announced, I think it was this week, uh, I know we're talking about more, but uh, they've announced they're going to do a TV show about I Know What You Did Last Summer. So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of like, are we getting, like I said, it's, it's always the same when something's successful in horror, oh. they kind of jump on the bandwagon and it, we yeah. get lesser type of things. And like it's I know, same, same with the Bloomhouse, because... If you think about the Purge films as well, a similar type oh, of things. The first Purge God. film was was decent. Brilliant. Say brilliant. Really good. No, it, I really enjoyed it. I thought the idea and the concept of it was phenomenal. I was like, mm. yes, one day where you could just go out and just, oh, Purge, mm-hmm. Purge the world of shit. Um, I thought that was genius. I love the casting of it was brilliant. And then mm. the second one and the third, the third one. Third one, the TV show. <laughs> and it's like. Some things, like, some things are left with just the one. Yeah. And I'll put this down to um, the likes of Ricky Gervais. He knows when to stop. Yeah, when to walk so away. When to, so the office, you'll notice his series only have two. And I think the, the exception is going to be his Netflix one, which, was, um, which is getting a third series. Mm-hmm. Because he's only ever done two series for any show that he's done because he knows... When it just that, that's it. Mm-hmm. I tell a story. Story's over with. We don't need any more. Yeah. And horror don't do that. Like, oh, it's so, it's, <laughs> it's such a like. Ugh, I just get so annoyed with it. But I'll, I'll but I'll watch it. That'll, yeah. That's my problem. I'll, I'll sit and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've been quite selective with some of the films. Like when we saw the trailer for Mar, we put it on the list to watch, but we never got round to it. Um, just. I would, I would say it's up to like interpretation with Ma because I spoke to one of my close friends the other day mm-hmm. and I'm going to get on to her if she's not listening to this, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Um, she watched it and she actually really enjoyed it. She never picked up on, on some of the stuff that I did. I don't know if my just expectation of it was so high mm-hmm. because I really was like, it, it's on the, outside of like, my, like superhero films, it, I, I find it very hard to get excited about Mm-hmm. up-and-coming films yeah and i really got on board with this like i was like i was watching all the promotional stuff for it and mm-hmm. like any red carpets and then as soon as i got a chance to watch it i was like on it and it mm-hmm. was just <laughs> <laughs> no I completely agree though um it's, it's a hard one as well because when they do the promotion problem is with trailers these days they normally show you everything that's in the all the good bits in the film and that that kind of leaves you 
a little yeah. bit as well. I hope, I hope that's not the case with the new Halloween film because Jesus Christ, there was a lot. I think mm. we genuinely saw all the kills in that trailer. I don't think mm. there's anything else left out. They've said there's going to be... Um, I think when a record and said there's more kills in the new Halloween film than there has been in the entire first franchise so far. They looked it. Yes. <laughs> it really looked it. Like that was that was a lot of kills. Um but yeah, that's my first pick, Ma. Mm -hmm. Ma. Cool. So I'm gonna go to the eighties with this pick. Um mm -hmm. nineteen eighty-seven. Now I was a huge fan of this grown up, um, like I say, the cartoon, and when they told us they were doing a live action film for it, I was so excited, <laughs> um, expecting <laughs> to see something special. Um, <laughs> it was basically the, uh, this, this shows you the, the difference between the, the picks. The Rotten Tomatoes score for this one is 13%. <laughs> and if I know what it is, it deserved every 13 of it. Um, it did have a few big name actors for the 80s. Dolph Lundgren, uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox, uh, Frank Lagala, who actually wasn't bad as Skeletor. Um, Frank, Frank Langella. Langella, that's the one. Um, this was... I went in the cinema expecting to see He-Man, Masters of the Universe, um, Adam and Battle Cat and, and all them things I was so excited for. And what I got was... Dolph Lundgren graced up in a in a weird kind of like Conan the Barbarian style look, getting teleported to Earth. Where why would the fuck would I want to see He-Man on Earth uh, with these fighting these bad guys that weren't even in the film? I mean the TV in the cartoon. I think there was only Beast Man that was originally there. Um, we got Skeletor all right. Like fair enough, Skeletor was quite fun and interesting. But what a letdown. I came out of that cinema just going, what have I seen? And Did I tried... you not just cry at what your eyeballs had just been put through? Like, even now, like, it's I put it's down still... the toys, the toys got put away. <laughs> oh, see, that didn't, it didn't affect my, um, I, I, separ I could quite easily separate the two because that was not my He-Man. Um, but, even now, like, I mean, like a lot of films, when I was going through things that I didn't like growing up, but I've kind of like appreciated more as an adult, mm -hmm. that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see how they thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. If you want, I know the 80s and stuff, to try to make things dark, they didn't have the technology to do the, the things that they wanted. But do fantasy, make it fun. Um, yep. There was no, like, say, changing from Adam to He-Man. He was just He-Man from the start. Mm -hmm. um, Eternia, Eternia wasn't a realm of magic or anything fantasial. Or you didn't really say anything. All you saw was kind of the Castle Grayskull, where the um, Empress, not the, was it the Empress? I can't remember the name of it now because, like I say, it pissed us off that much. Even though, <laughs> I, even though I am re-watching watching the Kevin Smith uh, cartoon now, which I am enjoying, it's a very I've different heard, tick. I've heard really good things about it. I think a lot of fanboys are butthurt because the, the main character is not He-Man, which 
I think surprised a lot of people, but it is a very female voiced uh, TV cartoon, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Awesome. Um, I, do you know what? Kevin Smith could put a pile of shit in front of us and I would be happy to sit and watch it fester mm. because there's, I absolutely love the way that that man's mind works. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea and I know everyone gets really annoyed at him, but mm. he is me. I am exactly like him. Mm-hmm. If I get excited, regardless of how old I am, yeah, I will be excited about what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. And he is like, he honestly helps. Like, God, I don't want to make this sound really cheesy, but he really <laughs> does help with how I feel when it comes like of defending stuff that I'm into. Like, I'm nearly forty, and I'm sitting in a room that has a Jar Jar Binks bust. If to the outside world, people will be like, what the hell is wrong with this girl? But thanks to like the likes of Kevin Smith, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I like the fact that I have a Jar Jar Binks head. I know Paul doesn't, but I have a Jar Jar Binks. Well, that's for different reasons. (laughs) I like the fact that you love Jar Jar Binks. It's just, I don't like the Jar Jar Binks. I would never judge you for having it. That's that's the thing. Um, I I really can't wait to watch his new He-Man. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm just waiting for me and Anne to have some time together because he's really at work and hard at the moment um, to sit and appreciate and watch it together. Certainly. The only thing, my only complaint about the cartoon, again, it's just a little thing. So Michelle Keller as Taylor is a bit flat. Her voice doesn't really change that much. She doesn't really have the greatest range. If you mm. think of Buffy and um, Scream 2 and I know what you did last summer, She's very much a one note. She did really well. She's in the Clone Wars. No, she's not. She's in Rebels, Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels. And she got quite a good response from that. Um, well, I, t- I tell you who is the standout, though. Hmm. Uh, Lena Hedy as Evil Lynn. Hedy. Hedy. As uh, Evil Lynn. Absolutely. Lannister. Absolutely brilliant. Exactly. Another reason I love The Purge for because <laughs> Lena Hedy's in it. So. Yeah, um, going back to the travesty that was he, man. Uh, I, oh, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to, like, get past it. <laughs> Were you like me, though? Did you go and see it in the cinema, or did you did you wait for the home? Because I went, I, I went to the cinema with my dad, and I remember coming out, and the, um, the cinema had a, uh, a thing at the back where they had loads of, of the movie toys to try and get you to buy. And I remember just walking past my dad going, do you want one of these? And me, I was looking at them going, no. Just get it, just take it home. I really don't remember if I went to see it at the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I don't, I, I can't remember a lot of cinema trips as a kid. There's mm-hmm. some that stand out. Um, the, the like especially the one where I had to be removed because I couldn't stop physically crying was right. um the Empire. Right. Not the Empire man. It's um the old Sunderland cinema. What was it called? Yeah. It used to be the ABC, then it did. To, um, then it was the Empire for a little while, I think. But it was the it was the old was style, was, like yeah. You know, oh no, it was on. It was where the point is, where it's on yeah. the, uh, uh-huh. the corner had, where it only had two screens where mm-hmm. you could stand on one side and the other side for yes. HD. Yes, uh, and then you had bushes as well, and like little people carrying ice cream stuff. Yes, mm. I, I saw all dogs go to heaven there, and had to be physically removed. <laughs> Because I was in hysterics and had a, we Anthony took us to Burger King to <laughs> physically call, that that film messed me up. I don't, oh. and this is why I don't watch animals anything with animals in them because I can't do it. And um, but I, I really can't remember going to see He Man, but I can remember watching it 
probably with my granddad. This is probably the reason why I didn't go to the cinema that a lot, because my granddad and me were very much the same when it came to like films and stuff. We liked the same things. And I loved watching them with him. Mm-hmm. I loved hearing his opinion on them. Mm-hmm. And because it was so out there, like if it was if it was shit, he was gonna tell you straight away this is shit. Mm-hmm. Now I, I do vaguely remember watching it with him, and um, mm-hmm. so it must have been at home. Mm-hmm. That was a long way to get to no Paul. I don't think that's all right. No, it's fine. But um, yeah, I, it's I it's still I still want to love it because it is He Man and Masters of the Universe. But no. It's just the name, though, mate. That's not me, man. <laughs> that's just that's just Dolph Lundgren auditioning for Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. He must have got. I hope he got paid for that because Jesus yeah. Christ, that was that. It, that must have messed his career up for a long time. Uh, what did you do after that, Rocky Four? Was it or was it was Rocky Four before or after? I can't was, remember. Uh, but yeah, oh. just the bad <laughs> bad times, bad times. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did not have the power. No, so, yeah. <laughs> no he did not. That, um, I, I know Frank Langella gets a, a lot of praise for this film, though. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of praise. Like, people will say, like, this is half the reason why they watch it still now is because of how good his skeletal was. Mm-hmm. Frank Langella is just a, a master of his craft. He is such a good actor. Cool. So that's my number two pick. I went from the highs of Pulp Fiction to the lows of Master of the Universe. That's a good choice, my friend. Good choice. I'm gonna just. I'm. St- I'm not picking and choosing. I'm literally just going down my list. Um, yep. my second one is a recent, a very recent one. Mm-hmm. It scored fifty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There mm-hmm. was a massive hype about this because it was the second in the sequence. Um, it was held off and held off because of lockdown and what's been happening over the last 18 months Mm -hmm. and then last christmas the director came out and said we'll give you an early christmas present my friends and you can all go stream it now (laughs) and i wish i never bothered (laughs) it's it's a 2020 wonder woman 1984 i have i i promised myself i was not going to make this list a dc pick on day because for me there's quite a lot that could have come out of that right. but yeah this one really hurt yeah i love the first one i i have never felt so empowered and strong when i came out of that cinema watching that film and i was so looking forward to this patty jenkins just gets it mm-hmm. she just really gets how to to make a woman be strong without really like having to force it down your throat mm-hmm. until i saw this second one. Oh my god they had the time yep. that you know what for for all the lockdowns brought it has given filmmakers time mm-hmm. they look at ghostbusters afterlife yeah i don't know if you're following any of the promotional stuff around that i certainly am because i cannot wait for this <laughs> um but he took the t- he said because we're gonna have to delay it i'm now gonna go in and make not changes but i'm just gonna sharpen it up a bit mm-hmm. i'm gonna like put some things that have, have that have been on the back of my mind and put it right she yeah. had the chance to do that with this and she didn't bother she just when because i know there was a bit of back not backlash there was trouble making the first wonder woman where she wasn't happy with 
the studio getting involved as much. That's that's Warner Brothers, so that's yeah. a, that's that's a probably a given. Yeah, but what I heard is this was her film. There was no studio involvement, and they, as I said, through lockdown and everything, they let her get on with it. I think I know contractually she wasn't happy because it was going to cost streaming and Warner Bros said we've got this we've got to get it out and that's she said that's why they, they did the whole it's going to be out in the cinema and a stream at the same time because it, if the your cinema was open it was shown Wonder Woman but mm-hmm. I th- I can say with you I thought there was elements of this that was a good film and there was good stories to be told but it was kind of like thrown too much at it like um the, the last who played I can't know Kristen Wiig Kristen Wiig who played uh, Cheetah was, was brilliant I thought as, she was as as her but that mm-hmm. CGI mm-hmm. what the fuck yeah what were they thinking mm-hmm. it was so bad but Kristen yeah. Wiig as her yeah spot on spot on and I don't think they needed to bring the whole uh, what was he called Max Max. Oh, I, yeah, I know who you mean. It played by Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal to, yeah. to me, he was a saving grace in this whole film because he was phenomenal in this. Yeah, but I really enjoyed him. The two two bits didn't kind of gel. It's like yeah. focus on one or focus on the other. It, it kind of got lost in that. And Wonder Woman was made some questionable choices for women. <laughs> Very, and this is what this is what stings more than anything because in the first one. She is so sure of herself and her beliefs that mm-hmm. she will not let anyone question them. Yeah. When it comes to the second one, she I know she went through a bit of a traumatic experience and that is going to mess you up. But her reasoning for bringing Steve back, her reasoning for letting him go, and the way that she went on around him was mm-hmm. so disappointing. Really what? disappointing. I just, I just remember thinking, it's icky. Yeah. Like, this is icky. It was an uncomfortable film to watch. There was lots of elements where you think, it, oh, there's a lot of cringe mm. parts, but not cringe, like, where you're entertained. I know if you watch The Office and you're cringe and you're doing it for a reason, but I think it was unintentional, and I don't see why they were going that way with it. Oh. And, again, one of my biggest problems with the film was the opening, the whole Diana um, as a kid being taught not to cheat, but that had no relevance to the film at all. No, none whatsoever. I think it was simply just a reason to bring Robin Wright in because mm-hmm. it was a massive mistake getting rid of her in the first one because yeah. she is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that's half the reason they did it for because there is no no point in having that part in there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't come into our decision making later nope. on at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even develop anything that we didn't already know about mm-hmm. the Amazons. It was pointless. Yeah. And it's really disappointing if this is Patty Jenkins on her own. Yeah. Because she's now been given a Star Wars franchise. She's been given a Star Star Wars. I worry. Do I worry? Do I really worry when it comes to Star Wars? Because regardless, I'm still going to like it. (laughs) I think we're lucky with Star Wars now because I think John Franco... John Franco? John Favreau. Favreau, I can't get any words out today for some reason. Names, John Favreau, um, he's basically the man in charge now. I think yes. he, he, anything that gets made Star Wars is going to have elements of his say so, and I think that's a brilliant choice 
So even if it's her film, I think he'll be heavily involved with either the story or... I really, I really, really hope so, because John has really turned... He's turned that franchise around. Yeah. And how did we not know that he would do this, given he is the reason we, <laughs> we have, have the, Marvel the MCU. Yes, he is the reason we have the MCU, yeah. because they took a chance on Pete from Friends and <laughs> let him go and do an Iron Man movie, because let's be honest, if we were going to start a Marvel franchise, why would we start with Iron Man? Yeah. We wouldn't. It no. wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been the first choice. No. But... He was, and John went for it. And how did we not trust that that's what he was going to do? And what he is doing with Star Wars right now is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Really phenomenal. But let me get back to Wonder Woman a second. <laughs> See, that's the thing I don't want to, because I watched it, and again, I was so bitterly disappointed. I know it's not probably the film. As a DC fan, Wonder Woman isn't really aimed at me. I don't think, I don't think I'm the target audience for Wonder Woman. But... I still enjoyed the first one. I thought, like, see the the aspects and like the messages you've got. With this, it was just all confusing. Like, mm -hmm. you you don't even know if the bad guy's really that bad. Or no, because he yeah. had a heart. He was a, yeah. he really did have a heart. Yeah. Um, I just I just remember when I came out the cinema for the first because at the time I was working for a um another. Uh, comic book website, and I remember coming out the cinema and just having this rush of holy shit, if I feel like this at this age, how the hell are little girls feeling watching yeah. this? Because it was so empowering. Mm -hmm. Like, really, it's hard to explain, but I just had this, like, rush of, I need to get on my laptop and I need to put down how I'm feeling. And I wrote this piece on it's what it's bringing to me then at my age. How is the young girl? Like, this is, mm -hmm. this is what young girls need to see yeah. is... Films and, and characters like this to give such a strong and clear message of where they are in this world. And mm. I, was, I thought that was going to channel through this one. And I have loved Gal Gadot was is perfect mm -hmm. as Diana. Yeah. I know she she wasn't everyone's first choice. I remember when our promotional pictures came out, she everyone was she's too small. She's mm -hmm. too skinny. She's not, you know, she, she doesn't look like how we expect Diana to look like. I did not see any of that mm -hmm. at all. I just, I was so thoroughly looking forward to seeing what she was going to bring. And she is perfect. I really enjoyed her in Justice League. Mm -hmm. Really enjoyed her in Justice League. Um, both which versions. Which one? I was going to say which one Snyder have gone <laughs> Both of them. I yeah. really enjoyed, because there's no change in who she is. There is a definite shift mm -hmm. in who she is in this one. Yeah, it's it's very much she needs a man by her side. Yeah, that was that was that was exactly that, that's, that, that was the premise I got from it. And again, it, it, it felt like she was raping that poor bloke. I'll say it. it that's where you got to think. There was no explanation. Steve takes over someone's body without their permission, and she's okay with that. And the only time, because yep. you think, oh, does he look like Steve? No. He doesn't. He looks nothing like Steve whatsoever. Yep. And it really paints up not the best picture for me after how I felt of the first one. Mm -hmm. that Again, it's the whole, I need a man to survive. Yeah. That isn't really the message that they, we should be giving out. Because no. we don't. I certainly don't. I'm incredibly <laughs> independent. I mean, don't get wrong. I love my husband, but I know fine well, if he walked out tomorrow, I would be completely fine. 
-hmm. completely fine. I would be okay on my own. I like my own company. I know my, I like, I, she didn't give me that at all. It was yeah. such a different shift and one I was not expecting. I was really, I was hurt by it. Yeah. I felt a bit betrayed by it, mm -hmm. but there you go. My number two pick, Wonder Woman. Cool. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, because like I said, I've got one I am leaving till last, so that one will I'll probably will get a little bit angry at. Uh, but okay. the next one again, it's people will probably say why we disappointed this film. Because again, I was a big fan of the the franchise when I was a kid, and when the, they said they were going to make the film, I was getting oh excited, could, could be fun. And what I saw was pretty much one of the darkest, scariest things I've seen as a child, and it was nightmare fuel, um, but done not in a fun way. Uh, again, this one was 1993. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score was 28%, so again, shows you it doesn't do, do well. At the end of the film, they did make a joke, a premise that there was going to be a sequel, which, again, not a chance in hell was this ever going to be a sequel, <laughs> starring Dennis Hopper, Bob Hoskins... <laughs> And uh, John, uh, again, not good for names here. John, I'll say it for you. John, John Leguizamo. That's the one. And it was the Super Mario Brothers. Um, wow. If you think of a cartoonish game that was full of vibrant, fun colours, and then when you see the film, and it's supposed to be an, an Italian plumber, when you've got this Cockney British actor called Bob Hoskins, who looks like Mario, but can he fuck do an Italian accent? Uh, and you've got a, I don't know John's um, proper heritage, but he is Latino. <laughs> He's not Italian. <laughs> yep. And um, Dennis Hopper just being this weird thing, I wouldn't even know what to call it because the performance is just, I, he must have been on a lot of drugs. That's all I can say when he was playing Bowser, because he was supposed to be playing a giant dinosaur-human hybrid, because that's what they said this yeah, in alternative world right. was. There weren't dinosaurs, there were human hybrids, and it was all about genetic experimentation. Uh, Princess Daisy was cap captured and needed help, and that, that's pretty much all I can remember from the plot, because it was bizarre. Um, and when I watched it... And, I, again, similar to Masters of the Universe, I was thinking, what am I watching as a kid? Um, this was meant to be fun, and it wasn't a fun film. I don't know if that was the premise or the idea that they were going by, but <laughs> again, it still stands out. It was this was I was lucky I didn't go at the cinema to see this one. Um, I think I got a pirate copy from my friend down the street. Uh, this was, again, during the whole pirate uh, VHS for us when a lot of the films were getting released, uh, when someone was in the back of the cinema with a camcorder. Did you used to get a guy come round in a van to rent them out? Or is this just how awful my street actually is? I have seen that, but no, I, I didn't get them from the guy from the back of the van. But uh, We did. We used to get a guy in an old ice cream van that was literally just painted white. He used to come around every Friday night and you would tell, you would go to, he used to sell pop sweets, like stuff to watch a film and he used to rent videos, but he always had pirate copies. So you got anything you wanted. He'd then tell you what was coming out the following week. <laughs> Every Friday night he used to come around. This just shows how 
grim my street is, and oh, I still live on it. It, it shows you how spoilt people are these days with the internet. No, we did not true. have the internet. We had to get VHS back then. We had to wait for the guy in the white van to come round on a Friday night. And you say that these days, and you get locked up if a guy in a white van comes around, comes around your house. You but will, yes. but this just shows that, oh, Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, I, I have seen it. <laughs> just probably the once, though. Yes. It's just one of them things. Like, see, as a kid, you, you see the cartoon, because there was a cartoon over at the time, you think, how can this not be fun? How can this not be a kid's film? But, it's a horror film. Come on, yeah. let's be honest. It's a horror film. It's yeah. flat-out horror. That I remember Dennis Hopper, but like, for all I've not seen it for years, I've obviously seen clips, and I watch a lot of uh, Watch Mojo on YouTube. It always comes up when it's like the worst film or the worst characters. Oh, what were they thinking? And yeah. um, Dennis Hopper is just... It's, it's vibes of pure velvet. Yeah. That's how... That's where he went when he was doing a children's-based film. I remember, I say, there's visions in my face. Because uh, when I searched, like, when I was doing searches for the films for this list, I searched it Mario, and the one of the f- images that pops up, and it still makes us feel uncomfortable now, is Dennis Hopper, eyes wide, white, bulging eyes, with his tongue, but it's a dinosaur tongue going, like, all the way, like, proper licking, and it's like, but it's like long, and it's, it's what's going on? And it's like, oh, and. Like what they're called, the little Coopers as well, who used to be the little turtle di- turtles and stuff that used to, mm-hmm. Mario used to fight. And, or Gumpers they were called in the film. They used didn't to be they have like, little heads? Yeah, huge bodies and tiny heads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a joke in there or something like that, but, and again, it was, it was bizarre. I still, still don't understand. Again, <laughs> if someone knows, can understand the storyline, please send us a message. And <laughs> yeah, let ways. us know. <laughs> Give us the synopsis for Pulp Fiction and, <laughs> and, and Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers because we want to know, generally out of curiosity. Um, it was How can you get this wrong, though? Like, how do you get Mario Brothers wrong? You have, like, there is 101 storylines you could do off this, yet they go down the darkest route possible. Bob Hoskins' mind is a great is great as Mario. Like, the look is there, but... The you, know, after, you know, after he's filmed that, he's, he's fired that agent. He won't be working <laughs> with that company again, I don't think. He's probably spent... What? Probably not now, dude, because he's dead. True. But, <laughs> but <laughs> at the time... <laughs> yeah. But I remember at the time, as well, um, again, going back a few years, because I think Bob Hoskins was, again, not talking about Mario, but we're talking about Bob Hoskins. I always made his thought, and it was made us a bit sad, actually, because they asked him a question saying, what type of film franchise? Because you've been in a lot of films, you've done a lot of British films, American films. What films would you have always wanted to be in and you were never asked? And he said, the Harry Potters. So, if you think of all the different... Um, like film franchise, like British actors that were in the Harry Potters, he would have been perfect as well as one of the characters. Yeah, he would have. Do you know the sad, not to bring the level of the tone of the podcast down, but this is just me all over. Um, (laughs) The saddest part about with Bob Hoskins is that he just retired. He literally just retired and he died. Mm -hmm. It's like retired, it's like the can't handle retirement. And he, he just, 
you know, he just <laughs> passed away. It's so sad. He was such a great character actor. Yeah. Um, very much the same character in a lot of these, like, well-known films. He was, like, Eddie Valiant is very mm. much the same as the, the guy in Mermaids. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But mm. it worked for him because it was, he's just so bloody likable. And, oh, mm. my God, to see him in a Harry Potter film mm-hmm. would have been unreal. Like, that yeah. is... Harry Potter does have like the epitome of our best actors, mm-hmm. and that he would have fit in there perfectly. Yeah. Oh, no. that just broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yes. So my number th- three pick is. Uh, hey, it's me. It's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see? I'm going to send you a link for this later when I find it. But there was a TV series um, of the Mario Brothers. It's so bad. You think the film's bad. It is terrible. I remember the cartoon, but I can't remember a TV show. It was a TV show. It was, I think it's very American. Uh, um, and it's uh, it's very low budget as well. <laughs> what, even more low budget than the fucking Mario? <laughs> even, even more, if you can believe it. <laughs> wow. Well, moving on to my next one. Cool. I don't understand why I actually got hyped for this because <laughs> it is a remake of one of my favorite films. Wow. It's was it's from 2015. Mm-hmm. It's um scored 30% on Rotten Tomatoes and it stars Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. It's Poltergeist. Oh. Right. And I genuinely was looking forward to this and I don't understand myself why. I just remember Saint Anne's, they've brought another Poltergeist film out. However, it's got Sam Rockwell in it. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to be a bad take on one of my favourites because I think I've told about this in the podcast. It's even been on one of my lists. Poltergeist is up there for me. It's a great film, yeah. It is amazing and nothing can touch it. But I was very interested in seeing another... Because the impression I got from the marketing was that it wasn't a remake as such they weren't like doing it word for word mm-hmm. this is the same family yeah. it was going to be a different take on it and i thought yeah. that's a bit interesting oh i was so wrong so the, trailer, wrong. Uh, the trailer made it look creepy as well because it focused mm-hmm. on dolls and puppets and stuff and mm. and like i said that element always does creep you out and like again same as you i was sucked in a little bit with the martin and thing no it's got sam Rockwell. like doesn't do many bad films he's always nope. an interesting character um he was shit in iron man 2 so oh well i agree <laughs> to disagree on that one i thought it was a great justin <laughs> just such a great character actor yes. um he, he doesn't there's not a lot that he can't touch that yeah. he can't turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. If you've watched recently, George or Rabbit, oh, wow, beautiful. one that film is just beautiful, and he is just amazing mm. in it. There's not yeah. one person who's not amazing in that film, but oh, but he is stand stand out. Like I say, I yeah. know the kids in it, but I absolutely loved like as Sam Rockwell in that. Like I say, that end scene where and, and just before like, he helps the kid. Sorry, spoilers. Mm. When you spoilers. see him, in his, when you see him in his outfit, that. That was absolutely comedy, pure gold, but obviously brilliant at the same time. And on a good, such a horrible subject matter, done poetically as well. It's that just, was it's just take away Titi all yeah. over with the, with how he made that film. And they, I remember watching him saying, somebody asked him, "How do you sell that film to studios?" And he went, 
really, really hard because the opening line is that it's a kid who is obsessed with the Hitler youth and has Adolf Hitler as his imaginary <laughs> friend. Like, how do you sell that? But thankfully he did. And to be fair, I think it was because of Thor Ragnarok then went, what do you want to do? We went, this, let me do this, then let I'll me do, do this. <laughs> yes, just take us, just his, his mind is better than anyone else's when it comes to creativity. He just gets it. Yeah. But Sam Rockwell is... But like, even going to the Green Mile, mm. that that Billy the Kid is scary. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw, and and he's also in another one of my favorites, um, Frost and Nixon. Mm-hmm. I love him. I love Frost Nixon. I think mean, I, I like bio films. Um, I love Michael Sheen so much. Mm-hmm. And this, I've I've watched it a hundred million times. Mm-hmm. And Sam Rockwell is just brilliant in it. Like, mm. he's just so, he's just such an amazing actor. Um. But it just didn't work in this. No, it, I think, and that sounds really weird. The premise of a scary film it has to have scares, and this wasn't yeah. scary. No, it wasn't, and I am petrified. I know I have, I have dolls behind me, as you can clearly see. I have, if you're watching on YouTube, I have dolls behind me. But I am deathly terrified of mm. baby dolls, of proper baby dolls. I like have the porcelain never, ones with the eyes the porcelain, moving and stuff like that. Porcelain dolls, but mainly baby dolls. Like mm-hmm. ones that girls have as kids. Like I have never owned a baby doll because of my fear of them. I had one and she was called George, or because everything's called George. And she was massive. She was huge. And she used to be my protector of my toy cupboard and used to sit in the middle of it. And I was okay with George being there. But I just don't do baby dolls. And when I saw the marketing for this and they were using dolls, I was like, yes, this is gonna, this is gonna scare me. It did not. It really, really did not. No. I just remember at the end going, uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. like, what if I just watched? Like, I can't get this time back. I think I've watched it about two or three times. I still can't remember stuff from it. That's that's Again, shows you how un. I, I think when you talk about remakes and films that they brought out, Poltergeist was always a hard one to touch as well because I know they had the sequels. Uh, even the sequels weren't that bad. I, 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 again, the first one was always going to be the classic one, but with this, it, it just didn't. It didn't feel new. It didn't feel inspired. No. It just felt like painting by numbers. Yeah, exactly. And that's not how it came across mm-hmm. on the trailer. Yeah. And that's half the reason why I got behind it. I am not a fan of reboots yeah. and redos. And especially when it's something that is very close to my heart, mm-hmm. but I give it a chance because of the trailer. And I was thoroughly looking forward to watching this. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot for me to get unhyped about films. Like, Really, and I showed him the trailer for this. Like, I have to show him the trailer for things, otherwise, he'll go and I'm not interested. <laughs> um, and even he was like, Yeah, that's that, that's really good. And it was not, but I've just had to go and check something because it was bugging me. And we were talking about Frost Nixon, or even I brought up Frost Nixon. Frank Langello from Master of the Universe plays Nixon. Ah, uh, so yes. yes, so so good in that film. Brilliant. I was like, I'm sure he played Nixon. He did. <laughs> but don't he make, did. Don't put say anything wrong. But no, no, no I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but good so pick. there you go. 
go and pick that one. I'd, like I said, that, that wouldn't even be on my radar because it's like a... I just remember the, 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 when I was coming up on my list, I had to think about it. Like, what really... A lot of mine, a lot of mine are all recent because I can't mm-hmm. take my memory back yeah. to... Mm-hmm how I felt back then <laughs> yeah no no certainly so good pick so one of my fourth one now yep. so this one again I was sucking in with the marketing because everything you see about this one and again this might be a little bit controversial because I know a lot of people are fans of this one it's I I think this one is quite a, a, a either love it or hate it but I wanted to love it because of one um it's everything, like say, to do with sci-fi and fun, and like the actors in it are completely brilliant. And it's done by at the time one of my favourite directors, who's went off the boil quite a lot these days. Um, this was 1996. Uh, again, Rotten Tomato scores was 55 percent, so around the middle. Um, starred Jack Nicholson, Pierce Brosnan, Annette Bening. Natalie Portman, Glenn Close, Sarah Jessica Parker as the main cast. This was Tim Burton's Mars Attacks. Oh, I did not know where you were going with that. <laughs> um, can I just put this out here? Mm-hmm. I only watched it in 2019. I can tell you the exact date of when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple of days after my wedding. Mm-hmm. It was because I was babysitting my mum's dogs and I, it was on Netflix and I put it on and I don't get it. Yeah. Don't get it. Nope. Don't get the hype. Don't get the don't get the hype. Don't get the film. Actually couldn't tell you what had happened in it. Um, I'd watched it, but yeah, don't get it. Like everything they did when they were bringing this out, like the Martin looked amazing, looked all sci-fi, the aliens looked fantastic, and they had robots in it as well. And just like it had a very um I think the word what was it the Tom Tom Cruise uh, War of the Worlds feel to it as well, but when it came out it was just a one note joke of like all the silly like was just saying let's let's see who can be the silliest. The cast weren't really dialed in to, for for my liking. I thought they just weren't really there. I know Danny DeVito did do well. He played himself being stupid. Um, Jack Nicholson looked bored any scene he was in and <laughs> it's like a few good men he yeah. looks bored in every scene he's in that one as well that supposed to be the Jack Nicholson <laughs> look <laughs> possibly but the thing that got me as well I know everyone the, the jokes that the aliens go ak, 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 but they didn't even put su- subtitles so you don't even know what the whole conversation is so, um... so you never get that side of the story which to me was a complete missed opportunity I know it was probably intentional it was supposed uh-huh. to be thrown there but I would have thought it would have been a more interesting thing for get the idea of why the aliens were there, why the aliens were doing what they're doing. I know it's like taking over the world and shit like that, but why were they doing that? Was something happening in their old planet or are they a race of invaders? I just wanted it to be fun, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel fun. Mm-hmm. And again... It's not, it's not. It really it, isn't. Yeah. I got mocked by Carolyn when I told her that I really don't like this. But do you think that Tim Burton... And Quentin Tarantino have some a lot in common when it comes to filmmaking. Like they have some really big hits and then some really big Possibly. I know they've got such a loyal fan base. Like, like at obs- at some people Burton, are obsessed. Definitely. Burton's, Burton's, like, and 
I know for a time, anything that Burton did, he couldn't really miss the mark. He was like a money-making machine. I know lately uh, some of the films have just been unwatchable, like say the, the Alice in the Wonderland and the Willy, Wo and Willy Wonka oh, re uh, well. remix. Uh, yeah, I get the Willy Wonka one, but actually, and I know it, we you, you pulled this on the Facebook group the other day, um, and so I think, was it Nick who said that was someone lands mm -hmm. from Tim Burton? I thoroughly enjoyed the first one so much that uh, the tattoo that I have on me, right, left, left leg, <laughs> that I started in 2013 mm -hmm. and is still not finished. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Beth, but I will be getting on to you shortly about it. Um, is inspired by that because uh, I have two Alice in Wonderland tattoos. I've got mm -hmm. one on my right leg and I've got one on my left leg. My right leg is from the Disney um, cartoon and it's the a puff of blue smoke. Yeah. It's got who are oh, you written yeah. in it. Um, and my other one is inspired by that. So I really, really enjoyed it. And I also have another Burton tattoo on me as well. I do like uh, it's right there. <laughs> Anyone on YouTube? I've had that for years. I've had that. I got that on my 20th birthday. It's the voodoo voodoo girl oh, from his short story book where she mm. has a heart full of pins and anyone who comes close to her, the pins get tighter. So there you go. But, Bit of yeah, it, it's because like Tim Burton, as, as people know, like I've always been a fan of his uh, earlier stuff. I can see Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, always like say one of some of my favorite films but this again i went in with such high expectations because it was around about the time where burton was pulling out the hits there was like i, th I thought it was going to be dark well he always does dark and colorful uh, in his own way but it, when you think of a film that you want to think think sci-fi and enjoyable you think it should be fun mm -hmm. I just it just Maybe it was me. I just didn't get it. I just never got the sense of humor. But looks wise, I think it looks beautiful. I think there's yeah, aspects yeah, to it yeah. that does look amazing. But um, it definitely his has his style and take to it. But no, it wasn't for me. And again, I went, came out the cinema really disappointed and a little bit confused and saying, "Was that it? Was that am I missing something? I did. I, did I go? <laughs> did I go to the toilet and miss half a film or something?" But yeah, I know a lot. I, like say, a lot of people love it and. A lot of people hate it, but yeah, it was one of my uh, ones I was bitterly disappointed about. It's never been, it was never on my radar to watch, and it was just because I was babysitting the dogs, I had nothing else to do, and it came up on Netflix, and I was like, Carolyn loves it, and mm -hmm. she loves drawing stuff from it, mm -hmm. but oh, what a waste <laughs> of time. I've never, I thought, do you know what it is? I was like, I'm going to either watch that or Coneheads. I've never seen Coneheads, yeah. <laughs> and Mars Attacks came up first. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was like say, yeah, I, I just dull. That's where I would put it. It was a dull film, but yes. So that's my number four pick, Mars Attacks. Well, mine is again a this. This didn't just disappoint me; it bored the shit out of us <laughs> to the point where I walked into the cinema with Neil Varnish on, and I picked it all off by the time I'd finished because I was that bored, um, and I was thoroughly looking forward to this. It scored it scored sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it didn't even deserve that. It's mm -hmm. from two thousand and seventeen. I can't even pronounce the uh, the director's name, but it has two of the biggest stars in it, and not even they could save the shit show that was released. It's Dark Tower. Ah, uh, yes. 
I was buzzing my tits off. This is a book series I have wanted to read for years, but it is a massive book series. Mm -hmm. And I thought, brilliant. They're doing a film about like they're gonna they're gonna mm -hmm. do the Dark Tower in like a film series. That's gonna be mint. No, no, they're not. No, no, they're just gonna do one film and they're gonna cram the shit into all <laughs> of it. it. What a wasted opportunity. Mm. It was massively wasted, and yeah. not even Matthew McConaughey, who I think is a brilliant actor, mm. could save that. I've never gotten past the first half hour. I've tried watching it a few times. Like, I had the comics, uh, <clears throat> the Dark Tower comics, and like I say, I was a big fan and thinking, oh, it's going to be like I say, it had Edis Elba in as well, with yeah. it was. Absolutely fantastic and everything. Like, see, I'm obsessed with him and Luther as well. That is like, one of the best TV shows I've seen in a long time. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted it to be good and wanted it to be something that was special. And it, it just seemed to be just what again one note. And <coughs> it's very crammed. It's like they've got so much source material. Mm -hmm. This is Stephen King, like. He, he he spun this. Yeah, he can eat, he can tell you what what a room looks like within a couple of chapters. <laughs> yes, you have all of the material to go with, and I remember thinking, this has got to be a series, even a trilogy. Like it's got to be because you can't fit all of that into this. And I really want to read it, but I thought if a film comes out, then I don't really. I've got <laughs> a, I've got a better idea of it, and yeah. oh. Wow, I just was bored out my tits. Mm -hmm. Like, I took my nail varnish off. I was like looking around at everyone else. I just, it didn't captivate us at all. Oh, no. It was so boring and such a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. mm. When you see a film with Matthew McConaughey, say he's made some shit films, but he's always entertaining in it. Um, mm. Um, yeah, because he's a, again, he's a character actor, and yeah. I think my turning point with Matthew is Matthew, like he's my friend. Elmarie <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, is when he did Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, and ever since then, he just has been making smart choices. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, Dallas Buyers Club is, he oh God, it's just it's a masterpiece. It is nearly. 10 15 years in the making mm -hmm. it is two actors who physically put themselves in a dangerous situation to tell the story as authentically as authentically as they i can't even say it as they possibly can and ever since then like, he went on to do true detectives he was phenomenal yes, in true was. detectives yeah and he was just making smart choices and then when dark tower was announced i was like oh my god and mm -hmm. the promotional pictures he looked amazing mm -hmm. and not even he could save it no. i felt i felt really bad for them too mm -hmm. because it was it was gold sitting yeah. in their hands and yeah. they just went mm -hmm. chucked it away yeah, it's one of them things where they didn't know what to do, and they were, it was either the studio was scared to make a franchise or and just put, put it all like all in one and went for it. But as you said, mm -hmm. there's a there's a few books to it and stuff like that where they could have told told the uh, quite. A, but I think to me, it was always a mistake trying to make a film out of it. It would have been better as a TV show. 
Mm, yeah, I, I, I agree with you because of how big and extensive it actually is. Mm -hmm. But even they do they not realize what kind of fan base would have gotten behind this? Mm -hmm. Like Stephen King's fan base is not is not small, mm -hmm. and not even that. They even like a lot of horror fans would have gotten on board with it because it has that like element to it. But wasn't this at the end of where a lot of studios have been trying to do the whole uh, converting books into like a franchise, like there was the, the Dragon One Aragon, uh, Mortal Instruments, um, a few oh others. Oh my God, I think I've watched that. Yeah, a few things. That's, that's Star Wars, that. <laughs> that's just that's just a pure rip of Star Wars. Mm. It is so bad. Yeah, and like I said, there was a few, a lot of films that came out around about the time that would take up a lot of, the, the like the book properties um i think when they have flopped and like they're working on the dark tower that that might have made the decision but again could be wrong um rather than like stretching out but yeah, yeah. again so, I, I, as, as i said if it's a disappointing film that could have been that's yeah. up there with one one of the, the big ones so that's a, a brilliant choice well done that i just I, that. it was it was my first choice because i just i i just remember how bitterly disappointed i remember i don't leave a cinema very often and go mm. what the fuck did i just watch and <laughs> um, but this one i really mm -hmm. did and you know what i was I, normally when i pick my nail varnish off i just just pick and just let it i didn't this time i was putting it on my knee mm -hmm. and putting it into little piles and then you know mushing the piles because i was that bored mm -hmm. i had to find something to do yeah but yeah, that's my that's my fourth choice, Dark Tower. <laughs> so moving into my last choice now. I'm really looking forward to this one. So this still to date is one of the most most disappointing experiences of my life. Now I have talked about this in the past with a lot of people. How disappointing this! I've even wrote an article about how disappointing this experience was. Um, I remember going to say this, like say I am. Like say, I know you said you didn't want to be a DC, not in, not in, not most DC. Well, I'm gonna hit the bit, hit this one with a baseball bat. Um, <laughs> 1989. I was oh, a, no! I was a kid going to the cinema with my dad, and not getting into the cinema to see it because I was too young at the time because I made it at 15. Um, I'm waiting for it to come out a few about. Because at the time it wasn't a straight release, so you either had to wait six six months for the rental, and a year for to own it. That's where VHSs used to come out at the time. So I had to wait six months after the cinema release to actually see the film. And I was always the biggest fan of this, and still am to this date. Uh, he, he was a good, decent Bruce Wayne. He is a decent Batman. Uh, Michael Keaton was good in it. But if anyone says that Jack Nicholson was the best Joker, we are not friends, because. He was not the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman. He was a gangster. The Joker and Batman do not fight over girls, which is the most ludicrous idea I've ever known in comics. Uh, I've never seen a Joker obsessed with money or power. That, again, is the biggest bullshit I've ever seen in TV, in, in Batman football. Fair enough, Jack Nicholson looked the part. Was he manic? No. Was he scary? No. It was all about that. And fair enough, make Batman dark, make a thing, but that was not a comic book film. And again, 
Slayton, one of my favourite directors again, Tim Burton, and this <laughs> did make a lot of money. It still got 7.1% Rotten Tomato. Fair enough. I'll give it to you. It has got one of the better looking Batmobiles. But that was my biggest disappointment in ever seeing a film, and I still watch it today and thinking, I don't get it. Like, Batman Returns is a good Batman film, because it's fun, it's jovial, it's got characters that live up to the to the to the uh, to the stereotypes, but fuck me, I hate this film. I have never, in how many episodes, heard you talk with so much disdain about something that I know you love more than yeah. anything is Batman. Mm -hmm. Wow, you sounded angrier than me when I went off on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow. I did not think that's where you were going, my friend. But I, I do, do remember reading your article. Yeah, I do get emotional about this as well because the character does mean a lot to us and making the Joker out to changing Batman's backstory and making him the killer of Batman's parents and fair enough, mm. using the, the line, I do even like the line, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Because that would be something that the Joker said mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as a quite a clever remark. But... One, I know the comics did give him a sort of a backstory, but I always liked the element of the Joker where you don't know where he's coming from. The Chris Nolan done it perfectly, where you never mm -hmm. knew why the Joker did what he yeah. did. You don't need to know that. Michael Myers is scarier, that you don't know why he kills people. You don't know why he's coming back. That, to me, is the element of what makes a good Batman, mm -hmm. I mean, a good villain. And... He was the perfect foil in the comics, or even if even if you go back to the even the Adam West TV show, Cesar Romero. He, it's fun. It's but he's the opposite side to Batman. Batman's mm. good, decent, um, logical. Even though he take, does things um, his own way, where mm -hmm. the Joker's chaos, he's trouble. Yeah. He's he's larger than life. He's mm. he's flamboyant where this just felt like it was Batman versus someone who was trying to take over the Gotham to be a mobster or just because he was pissed off his f former employees. Um, yeah, it, it never a, got us. There is a lot of mob um, mob mentality in, in, in the Batman mythos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think it feels like the Joker is a combination mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And it doesn't work. I totally get like the look of. I actually don't mind the look of Jack Nicholson because mm -hmm. it does remind us a lot of Cesar Romero. Yeah. But that's just a look. Mm -hmm. That's not that like, your look can be. You know, he could have taken that in a completely different, mm -hmm. a different way, and still kept that look. But I do. I love the the aesthetic of him. Mm -hmm. Um. But I am just not like. I only watched this a few years ago. I'm not really. <laughs> I, I am. I watched it. Oh God, it must have been. It must have been before 2017 because that's when I moved here, and I remember watching it in my old flat. Um, but recently, I've just watched all the Joel Schumacher ones. Right. Okay. That was see, interesting. See, they're not as disappoint. I don't like them. Like say the as much, but. I think as a disappointment because I, I bought into everything that was Batman, like the advertisement that was coming out as a kid. I bought the comics 
of movie-related memorabilia, I watched the trailers. And you know how hard it was to watch trailers back in the day. You had to wait for yeah. it to be on a TV show, like mm -hmm. the Jonathan Ross show. Or, uh, oh my God, when Jonathan Ross used to do the movies, you know, yep. the movie reviews. Um, I don't think it was the movie, because it was before the movie reviews, because it was Barry Norman at the time. Yes, oh my um, gosh. <laughs> but, the, but the trailers that came out for the Jonathan Ross, they used to have a, a show on Channel 4 that used to be played on a Friday night. And they used to show the movies that were going to be released like in the next few years because like that was when I first got introduced to like the Freddy film. Not Freddy, it was Freddy. Uh, what was the one where Freddy's Dead? It was number. Was that number six or number five? Number six. Um, um, it was like it was the one that gave it actually some budget before the new Nightmare. It I'm showed, not really a big Freddy fan. Yeah, it showed like. It, where Jonathan Ross showed these like trailers and that's where you used to have to try and watch them. Um, I can see I bought all the sticker albums just leading up to the film come out. And again, with us being too young and fancy making a Batman film that was 15 for kids at that time as well. We, I know you want to have an adult feel, but it didn't make sense. And then the, like the whole aspect and like say Joker being oh, I, I like art, but I like dead things art. It's like, um, I don't get it. And I, I, I still don't get it to this day. It mm -hmm. doesn't feel right. And I know, like as I said, the mobster mythology does have a big part in mm -hmm. Batman, but use it for Falcone, use it for Moreno, yeah, yeah, exactly. use it for people it, yeah. that's there, that's mm -hmm. that's thing, where what the Joker Nolan, plays these people. Yeah, what Nolan actually did mm -hmm. was was give you that mob side to it, because that's the, like, the, the criminals in in the Batman um, universe is they're iconic, mm -hmm. like, and they all deserve their mm -hmm. own their own bit to shine. They don't need to amalgamate them into just one. Mm -hmm. um, what was I going to say? I oh, forget. As always, confidence <laughs> again. But no, I say again. Going back, I still like Michael Keaton as Batman. I think he's a good Bruce Wayne. Um, is he the Batman who can't turn his neck? Yes, he, yeah, he was, he's, he's one that always made a joke about when he thought he had to go, like, keep his neck straight. Um, <laughs> so I, when you see him, when, when you ever see him like throwing a kick, his whole body stays in one place, so he's like going like this, yeah, and his leg goes right. up. Um, that's right. But they did a lot with that. Um, I, but yeah, it, I think because when I watched it as a kid. I still remember to this day, and like, like say, I've wrote article about it. Uh, it's on the Nerdy Up North website if you want to have a look. Uh, even though I am going to look to revamp that website soon, um, <laughs> but um, it, it it comes from a personal place. And again, I didn't mean to get as angry as I did, but it's just because I don't hear the tone a lot. You don't. Yeah. It's, there's a lot. You you don't get angry as easy mm. as I do, and the tone was totally different. It's such a different perspective, though, because I've read a lot of stories and heard a lot of people say this was the turning point for them. Was when this Batman came out. Um, these are like Batman fans, and one of them yeah. was Kevin Smith, yeah. um, and he said it was the turning point for him. Like mm. that, but it's what it, 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 it's his it was his gateway into a proper Batman. Mm -hmm. So at the time, he we made friends with Walter. Mm -hmm. Walter Flanagan and he's he wrote an art he wrote a full page like essay saying this is this is why I love Batman and when mm -hmm. Walter read it he went no you don't love Batman you love Adam West mm -hmm. this is Batman yeah 
and it was just about the time the film was coming out and then he was given a, a stack of real Batman comics to read and it just totally, it was his, it was his gateway, it was his mm -hmm. turning point. So to hear it come from a completely different perspective is, is, mm -hmm. is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, like, one of these, I'm not a person that likes to shit on films or like, no, I know I neither. joke and stuff, but to me, I, I, say I, I don't tend to argue, but I'll, just, I'll discuss with people why yeah. I feel this way. And like I say, everyone's always got a viewpoint. I think like say we found through doing this as well, we don't always agree, but we respect mm -hmm. each other's opinions. But, oh, but definitely, I mean, this is yeah. what it's all about. This is what I, the, the best part of fandom is that you get to have a conversation with someone who doesn't have to always agree with what you say, but you can bounce off each other and, and talk yeah. about it and you don't have to get fucking nasty about it. Um, yeah. And this is, and my last pick, I never thought I would ever pick this, never, because, and I'll explain when I go into it, but it, this is a hard one for me. Mm -hmm. This is well, really hard. Cool, I'll, I'll let you move on then, because like I say, I, I don't think I've got any more nasty stuff to say about the Batman. When... You were really tame. You, your tone did change, but you were very tame. I am impressed. <laughs> but this one, my last pick, I never thought in a million years I would ever, ever use it, but when I was really thinking about it, it is the one film out of the franchise that made me rethink how I look at this franchise. Um, and this this franchise means the world to us. It's everything to us. Um, it scored ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it came out in two thousand seventeen. Feel so sorry for the director. He doesn't deserve half of what he got. Um, it was Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Right. Okay. And it's not for the reasons that everyone thinks. I'm not a Kathleen Kennedy hater. I'm not a Ryan Johnson hater. I think Ryan tried to do something different. Mm -hmm. And it just did not pay off. No. Um, I remember I went to see this at the midnight show and I mm -hmm. dragged my mom, my sister, um, Carolyn and her brother were there. We had a, it was just a great night. Um, and I remember coming out of it buzzing. Like my mom was buzzing. She was like, this is, I remember this is how I felt when I saw it originally, like the, um, mm -hmm. was it 1974 one? Like I remember this is how I felt. I'm like buzzing me tits off. And I was right there with her. I was like, yeah, this was great. Like, and then I remember sitting down with Carolyn and I was, the more I was talking, the more I realized I didn't really like it as much as what I thought mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And it's really down to the fact that for the first time, I, I sat and watched a Star Wars film and I had to think about things. Yeah. And I had to, it, and I had to think, why are they making, why are they making these decisions? Mm -hmm. Because you could cut that film down to 20 minutes. Yeah. If their decision making went the way it should have. Mm -hmm. I talk about um, the decision to not tell Poe what she was planning on doing with the ship. Why yep. did you need to keep that a secret? Mm -hmm. that, that's not that's not secretive. All because you want your, your hero moment. Yeah. Um, the scene in the casino was not necessary. Mm -hmm. um, the scene with the, the whatever them dogs were, please do not give me cute creatures and have them be tortured. I don't need to see that. Mm -hmm. That really broke my heart. Um, don't need any of that. Rose was a... Poorly, dropped, poorly written character mm -hmm. um, and who got very 
very disrespected in the in the in the third one. I like yeah. the third one more than this one, but very disrespected in the yeah. third one. She should, you know. JJ she didn't deserve. Didn't, she didn't. She didn't deserve yeah. that. After like, because I think my biggest problem with these is again, I totally get where you're getting from as well. Is when they brought out the Force Awakens, I thought this is interesting. This is turning in a new way. But then when you've watched the other two afterwards, you realise they did not have a fucking clue where they were going to go no, with, with this. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slightly disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I really like The Force Awakens, but The Force Awakens is a carbon copy of The New Hope. Mm -hmm. it, it's a carbon copy. There's, there's very little difference. Um, the, the second one, he tried to do something different. He tried to take a risk. He mm -hmm. tried to change the norm of what you expect the Star Wars film to have and unfortunately it just fucking backfired because of the decision making he did to do that was mm -hmm. not bold enough and it wasn't strong enough mm -hmm. and it was really disappointing how he got mm -hmm. to where he where he was going. The yeah. end scene with the kid in the ring. Yeah. It means nothing. nothing. It means nothing but you made that the end closing dun -dun 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 of yeah. Star Wars and um, I like, I love Star Wars. There is a lot to take in when it mm -hmm. comes to the Star Wars franchise. And I cannot believe we are this amount of episodes in. And this is the first time we are sitting talking about this franchise. True. It shocks me. I have purposely kept Star yeah. Wars out of the lists as well, just because when we do sit down, we are going to have... Exactly. Oh, I think definitely. that's going to be the ones where we have about three or four parts. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. I just, this is, I couldn't not do this list without bringing this into it because mm -hmm. it just, it's hard to describe because I really want to like it. There are elements in it. Like, I love Laura Dern's character. Yeah. I think she looks phenomenal. She acted phenomenal and she was so brave in her decision making. But why would she not tell them what she's doing? <laughs> like, it, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. There's just a lot of flat bits in it. Mm. Um, his idea of trying to do something not on brand, that's the yeah. only way I can describe it because Force Awakens is on brand. Yeah. That this one is not. At all, mm, I think with this one as well, like it did bring up elements that I like the ideas of. I find out more about, but then they just never touched on, like the whole arms dealer, where deals with basically the rebels and and like yeah. the federation. I thought that was an interesting take. Like who is like say because you never think about the middlemen or the people who's not involved with that uh, type of aspect. But for me, again, I know what you're saying about the first one being quite. A, I wouldn't say a carbon copy, but close to a new. Maybe board. that was maybe that was just a strong strong I'm word sorry. choice. So, it no, is. no, it's it's, it's good. Like, say if, but if, if, it doesn't it doesn't mean I don't like it. I no. really do that, like, and I yeah. I remember watching that mm -hmm. when me and Carolyn went. I didn't go. Carolyn went to the midnight show, and for that one, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I went a few days later, and then we saw it in three D. Mm -hmm. I remember when we watched it in three D. We had a kid sitting behind us. And he would do nothing but talking and asking questions all the way through it. And our sister Carolyn, if I hadn't seen this right now, I would have turned around and spoiled the ending for him. I really <laughs> would have. Because he just kept going, who's Darth Vader? <laughs> is that a lightsaber? <laughs> Why is Darth Vader not in this? And I was like, right, that's it. I'm telling him. I'm fucking telling him. I'm absolutely sick. Yeah. Um, thank God his mom shut him up. Otherwise, he would have had that film ruined for him. Yeah. I just, this one, it just made us, it made us, 
It made me question a lot of things about what I'd seen. And I was yeah. so sure of myself when I left that cinema yeah. that I thought I, I was like, I really love this. And I remember getting a lot of shit off my sister because me and Carolyn at the time were doing our own YouTube channel and we reviewed this and my review was different to what I said when I came out and my sister called bullshit on us. And I was like, I'm, she, she said, are you doing this because it fits in with the conversation you had with Carolyn? And I was like, no, because now I really... You're so wrapped up when you come out of the cinema that you're so yeah. wrapped up in what you've just seen. It's a Star Wars bubble, though. That's the thing. When you mm -hmm. first, because you get excited in into it, and mm -hmm. you've, it's not like say a normal franchise where you, it's a film, but where we've grown up with Star Wars, we've lived Star Wars in a way. Say we have general days where we go back and watch films, and like say I've recently watched. Um, like I said, the, the new new ones with Nick again on on during lockdown. We had on the big screen in the front room. That's amazing. Um, but it, what I like I say because I know when they announced JJ Abrams was going to be part of the 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 trilogy, but then for some reason not directing the second one. That again was a bit strange when you, you hear things. and the decision making towards it as well. What got me again. Just to re go back over the point, I think when they made these films, they had the idea of a trilogy, they had the idea of certain characters and where they wanted them to be throughout the film, mm. but story-wise, they did not have a clue on what yeah. they wanted to take. Definitely, and, I agree with you on that one. And then when they made the second one, they made the mistakes that they went, shit, we shouldn't have done this, we shouldn't have mm. like killed off Luke Skywalker the way we did. With could have done a different way or like say I know Han, uh, Harrison Ford had issues and said right I, I, this is my last time I'm not putting on the vest after this again um, Harrison's such a oh he what I, he just flips and flops because I, he wanted to die at the end of um, oh my Jedi. god Jedi, yeah, he wanted to die, yeah when he goes in the carbonite he said that's it kill my character off, I'm done with them. Um, so when it came around to Force Awakens, he went, right, really, kill me off. Mm -hmm. I want Solo to go out. Um, I don't want to be able to return again. Mm -hmm. But they did. They yeah. got him to return again. As a and, Force ghost. <laughs> and, and, which makes no sense. But yeah. I did not care that it didn't make any sense because for the time... We need to have a proper sit-down conversation about this because I don't want to upset anyone by that being a choice and I don't want to upset anyone without really having to think about what I'm saying. I just remember one thing, I, do, I don't think you have to worry about upsetting people. Like I say, this is your personal choice. This has always, yeah, always been the top true. fives. That's why I like them. If anyone's got to argue with them, it's, it's cool. Well, tell us why I'm wrong, why I don't like something. I don't like arguing <laughs> with people and I certainly do not like taking on... I, I will take on the Marvel fan base yeah. That doesn't scare me in the slightest, but I don't want to take on the Star Wars one because, wow, well, them well, guys are something. <laughs> joking aside, this is going to be the first YouTube video where we use the hashtag Star Wars. <laughs> so we might, we might get we some might interesting looks here. <laughs> oh, wow. But just, I am, see, I, I prefer, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I prefer the the first second and third one to force awakens last jedi and rise of skywalker because story-wise vi visually i get it 
Mm-hmm. I get it. And I get why you don't like Jar Jar. And I, I don't get why you don't like Jar Jar. But <laughs> I'll, I can accept. <laughs> I'll accept that you don't like Jar Jar. But story wise, come on. You've got. You've got. Um, simple, but, s- s- before you go on, simple thing. The reason why I don't like Jar Jar, he was put in for people like you to have fucking things on the shelves. Like That's that. why Jar Jar Banks was like put that. in a franchise. <laughs> hey, I'm happy with that. I'm, I, I, I don't care. I've got a cool ass figure out of it. It's um, the same with Ewoks. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Exactly. And, and you don't think of like that now nowadays, do you? And Jar Jar's kind of getting there. Like his Black Series figure is absolutely unreal. Like I had to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the, the story wise of the first three is unreal. Like you've got. Um, Mini Clarence. Mini Clarence. I know, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ignore that part. I tell you what, no, no. Was, we'll leave this for, for now. Well, yes, we'll stop. We'll stop because it's gonna, <laughs> this is just not going to be a top five anymore. This is going to be a Star Wars one. And I didn't want that, but I had to include it because it really did disappoint us. It did, like, there's yeah. a Star Wars. Uh, you know I, I, how I, much Star I, Wars makes Yeah, noise. I completely. Like I say, I'm winding you up now as well. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I know your trigger points, so I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm a sensitive soul. <laughs> yes, so uh, that, that, that's my bad. I'll hold your hand up there. But yeah. Just... We'll stop. We'll stop. But that's it. That's my five. <laughs> but, but we are going to, talking about that, then, like I say, Mm-hmm. Um, I know our next top five we are hoping to have a special guest on if we yes. can't have that guest in the next one mm-hmm. maybe we have a talk about Star Wars that's a good idea because I want to introduce we want to, We don't want to stop the top fives but they are getting to the point where mm-hmm. they're getting harder and harder to pick a, a top five of what to do so we're going to do a new something new and it's just going to be nerd talks mm-hmm. and it's just going to be taking a topic and having just doing what we've just done right there <laughs> But as well, which I'm getting very excited for, I know, like I said, the Halloween stuff is in TKMAX. Max. If we, I've, bought few, I've bought a few uh, pumpkins over the weekend as well. Um, so. Oh yeah, I need to give you a list if you see things um, oh. to pick them up for us and I will I will send money. Oh, we, I need a list. <laughs> me and Nick went to the Metro Centre today and the stock's almost gone now uh, it's literally been ravaged already so yeah um, well, I, t- I text carolyn i was like we need to go shopping halloween stuff and she went yeah when do you want to go like the, the can't be i was like carolyn the stock the stocked up now yeah. now <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we need to get out there the cushions that are in tk Maxx at the minute amazing most of them's gone now oh damn it but um <laughs> like i say have a look around but um yes because the month of october we are just going to be horror films so if you're not a big fan of horror films, you might want to miss our podcast during October. But we October are, but is going to be Halloween horror, just full on. We're going to have a guest on who is a massive. I was going to say the Queen of Halloween. I was like, oh, she's not taking my crown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, putting the, you're putting the pressure on little Miss Kelly Moon there, so that's fine. <laughs> sorry, Kelly, I'm not um, being disrespectful. I was just. <laughs> Trying to be very careful with my words because I, I I don't want my throne taken away from us. Um, she, she has been to Salem, so. But oh, <laughs> I, just, I, I can't wait for October. Um, I can't wait for our nerdy talks because I think this is where it, you know mm-hmm. we'll get a lot more conversational points with people. Mini corns. Don't start. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yes, so a good one for the top uh, for the last pick there. That was a one I didn't see coming, but I should have predicted. But yeah. Um, no, I kind of, do you know, I was looking at lists earlier and I was like, um, I typed in like disappointing movies on mm. Google. And do you know how many times Ghostbusters 2 came up? I nearly cried. Really? I was like, what the fuck? Like, who? Th- that film is brilliant. Oh, Don't you pull faces. No, no, I, I, I love it. That's why I'm confused. Oh, thank God. Um, no, like, for me, like disappointing films, like it was easy to think about because like say I've got bad memories of going to the cinema or getting excited for films other films mm-hmm. like I know I mentioned was like Tim Burton's uh, like say Alice in Wonder I know you liked it but to me it felt wrong Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, aesthetically it looks lovely like it's yeah. got some lovely colours and that's the the inspiration I was going for was that mm-hmm. kind of colouring like mm-hmm. them purples them blues and greens um, um, yeah. I try to stay away from the Marvel Universe as well because again we'll have discussions there because I know like to me Iron Man 3 and uh, so I think that was an world. obvious. That was an obvious, and that's why I didn't go with them too. Because if I was going to put a Marvel film in, it would have been one of them too. And I just thought that's too obvious. I yeah. wasn't disappointed in them. I was just highly pissed off. <laughs> highly pissed off, and that was not the 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 top five of what pisses you off. It was disappointed. Very much so. But yes, um, well, like to be fair, I went there with Batman, so that, that maybe I should have looked at something different. But yes, that was disappointing. But yeah, um, <laughs> I've enjoyed that. Like I say, um, it was good to do it, take a different aspect. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Remember yeah. as well, we've got a Facebook group that's growing every day. We have up to 2,600 members now, um, which is absolutely mental for a little little ragtag group of people from the northeast having a bit of banter about movies and comics tv shows books or even food that it's, we're about yep, at the moment. It's, <laughs> it's just grown into such a lovely community i have time for every single person on there it is it's just beautiful to watch it i love it and i love all of you you know you, you everyone getting involved and oh just great Warms my heart. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, like I say, it's an early up north community on Facebook. Please give us a search, find us. Um, like I say, we've got an Instagram page again. That's grown. Just me sharing random shit. So hope you enjoy. It's again, nerdy up north. Uh, please follow us on YouTube. Just uh, iTunes, Spotify. Just we are, like I say, found on most places just by searching nerdy up north. I did mention before, I am looking into redoing the website. So hopefully keep an eye on that soon. But yeah, um, hope you've enjoyed. And like I say, Sam, it's been a pleasure. Same back time, same back uh, channel next for next week. No worries, we'll take care and stay nerdy, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.